In this episode of Coaching Uncovered Podcast, I talk to Vicky Massey, who is also known as Vicky Albury in her business. She's a health coach, and I wanted to understand how health coaching is being developed to help more people, what the difference is between health coaching and other things we might think it overlaps with, like therapy and nutrition, and also where Vicky started in her health coaching journey and where the health coaching industry might be developing. Vicky is an ambassador for the UK Health Coaches Association, and she helps to make sure that health coaches are qualified and professional in what they do, and the standards by which they work to are all adhered to. This led to a brilliant conversation in how health coaches can be far more supportive for preventative health, particularly with GPs and other public sector organisations. I loved speaking to Vicky in this episode and found out a lot more about her journey as well to health coaching. I hope you enjoy it. This is the Coaching Uncovered podcast with me, your host, Emily Hodge, where I cover or uncover some of the biggest coaching industry questions that many of us are asking so that we can get underneath what makes coaching work and where it might even go wrong for individuals and as an industry to help its reputation and worth grow well into the 22nd century to have even more impact. I hope you enjoy the series. So I am here for this episode of Coaching Uncovered podcast with the brilliant Vicky Massey, who is a health coach. Vicky and I have known each other for a good few years. We do live near each other-ish in the same sort of area, but I've always been really interested in the way that Vicky works um, within her health coaching and how she implements herself what she says she does with her clients. If you follow her on Instagram, you'll see every so often, quite regularly, she's always talking about the things that she does with clients and how she does them for herself too and I love that ethos and I'm sure Vicky's going to share more with us today on that. My interest as well in asking her for this interview is to look and see behind the let's say curtains of health coaching because I think there's some misconceptions about what health coaching is and how it can help people and I'm thrilled that Vicky wants to tell us about that today. Hi Vicky how are you? Hi Emily thank you so much for having me on. You're so welcome. Uh, please introduce yourself as you would and all the various parts that you add to your title as well. So in work, I introduced myself as Victoria and I'm the founder of Victoria Aubrey Health Coaching, although friends know me as Vicky, so that's fine too. Mm. I have been running my practice now for two years where I work one-to-one with clients mostly and I've most recently taken a position as the lead ambassador for the UK Health Coaches Association which I'm really really proud of. It culminates a lot of my previous career and uh, something I'm really passionate about. And Tell us about that, the ambassadorship. So the ambassadorship is a group of uh, people who, UK health coaches, who are putting health coaching on the map, actually health and wellness coaching. So we look at health from a very whole health perspective, looking at other factors of people's lives that have an impact on the way they feel and on their health and happiness. We are getting the message out there by taking part in events like this, in podcasts, um, taking part in speaking events to dispel myths about what health coaching is, but also share that this is the first national body that recognises this profession. That if you're working with a UK health coach, you're working with someone who is professionally qualified to a certain standard and they are insured to practice and we all have to um, share our scope of practice um, visibly on our websites in order to be part of the association which I think is really important. 
Do you know what percentage of health coaches overall are members of the UK Health Coach Association? So there's over 500 members, whether they're all actively practicing as health coaches, we are in the process of finding out actually, we've just launched a survey to find out in what capacity, not everyone is practicing full time. Some people have qualified and haven't started seeing clients yet. Some people are making the transition from their full time careers into this new passionate career that they're aligned to and others studied purely for their own interests and for their own health what you will find with every health coach I've come across is they all have their own health journey and health story and that I find fascinating when talking to other members to find out what their journey has been to get to this point um, and I think that's really powerful that every health coach has been on their own you don't have to have been on your own health journey to be a health coach but the fact that they have um, makes them such great people to work with. I think that's really amazing and I'm not sure you and I have ever spoken about this but it's very similar in coaching in general isn't it people come into the practice and having had some kind of life transformation and of course it's just as likely in health that they have had that too do you want to share with us a part of your own transformation what brought you to health coaching yourself yeah so my journey started about eight or nine years ago when I traveled to Ghana in my previous career with British Airways and I came back and was unable to tolerate dairy I literally from the minute I came back I couldn't tolerate dairy And I suffered with eczema my entire life since I was a young child and tried all the different creams out there, been to see loads of different GPs. And I always changed my washing powder and changed my hand soaps, but never associated it with what I was eating. And actually, when I had to cut out the dairy, then I noticed there was improvement in my eczema. So that was my first sort of initiation into really seeing the impact of food on your health and how it impacts your health. Then my husband discovered that he has a had a wheat intolerance and he had it in different ailments his joints used to ache he'd always feel bloated he'd have digestive issues but just thought that that was normal he just thought that was how everyone felt and then our son was born and he was born with food intolerances we discovered quite early on through breastfeeding that he was suffering with dairy as well and then once he started weaning that was the wheat thing and again it just sparked my interest into well how does this transfer onto a child and also during my pregnancy and just remembering back my symptoms seemed to disappear during pregnancy so that was another aspect of it which really fascinated me why does it disappear with the hormones in pregnancy and then why did it come back afterwards there's a few things that started my interest into this you know exploring what food means for our bodies and it's just grown from there and then I left my corporate career after I had my eldest son and it was actually when I met you Emily our networking meetings that finally this role of health coaching appeared at me from nowhere wow I came to those meetings those networking meetings saying the very first meeting I said I I'm here. I have my own business with a network marketing business at the time. I don't feel like I'm aligned or there's some fire in my belly that needs fueling. And I don't know where or how to do that. By the third meeting, this career of health coaching appeared. I didn't even know it was a career then. And as soon as I read the information about what health coach was, I just knew I had to do it. And the investment was a lot and it seemed daunting and scary. And I remember someone at that networking meeting saying to me, if it's meant to be, the money will find you. And by the next session, the money had found me. We sold our car, got the money and I was starting it. And I just, yeah, it feels so aligned to what I should be doing. I can't even believe that you, yeah, you weren't a health coach before what you do. You you live it, right? You absolutely Mm -hmm. live it. I love what you said about finding the money and you sold your car. 
and you went for the training. So could you tell me a bit about the training, what it involves to become a health coach? Yeah, there are so many different schools. And that's one thing that a lot of people who are thinking about health coaching get very confused with. And there's not a lot of help out there to find which school is best. So I have quite a few people who come to me who are interested in in starting this career, but they don't know where to start and they don't know which school is the best to go to. Now, as an association, we don't have an affiliation with one particular school. We are connected with all the schools. And I think it's just down to personal preference as to which one you choose. I chose my school, I think mainly because, and it's quite often chosen because they probably have the biggest marketing budget. They're based in America. Um, They describe themselves as the largest nutrition school. And they do everything remotely online, but you feel so connected to everyone that you're doing the course with. And you even have coaching circles with other people on the course. And that way, actually, when I did mine, I connected with someone in the UK, which was perfect because we still communicate now. And you're on this journey together, which feels really special. For me, I just tried out a few sample classes of a few different schools and worked out which one was right for me that I engaged with. One I watched and I completely switched off and found it really dull. So I knew that wasn't right for me because I wouldn't pay any attention. The other aspect of it was that the school I chose gave a lot of business help as well. It wasn't just nutrition qualification. It was a coaching qualification and help with our business the marketing the setting up the website because I think for a lot of coaches you go into this job wanting to do something you're really passionate about that you're quite able to do but it's all of that other stuff which puts you off or feels like really hard work and if you're making the transition from one career into coaching that can be really off-putting and that has been the hardest bit of my journey for me even just doing all that stuff as I said I used to be part of a network marketing business where it's all done for you on the one hand that gave me the confidence to know that I could run my own business but second to that it's been hard to learn how to do marketing and believe in myself have that money mindset and hence why I've invested in my own coach to help me with all that and you said about in terms of you know what you kind of learned on the course and testing out the where you could go and be trained when you're trained to be a health coach what are you trained in exactly if you could summarize it because I know I get loads of questions you probably do too maybe less so now but certainly when I started coaching what does a coach do oh is it a life coach and it's almost like yeah some people are life coaches but there's loads of other types of coaches so imagine when you're a health coach you're getting two parts of it which is what is the coaching and what's the health bit to it can you tell us about that my specific training was on dietary theories so a hundred different dietary theories we went over with my school training not necessarily for us to recommend and prescribe diets for our clients actually just to get an understanding of where our clients are coming at us with this understanding for example we've all heard of Atkins diet where does that come from why is it good why does it work for some people the most interesting thing is all these hundred dietary theories compete against each other for which one they think is right so for some people a vegan diet may be really appropriate For some people, keto. For some people, paleo. For some people, might say just plant-based. Someone else might say whole foods. There are so many different challenges. They all challenge each other. And listening to all the different experts in each individual um, dietary theory and listening to all their competing views about what is best, actually, we conclude that there's not one diet that's right for everybody. By having this understanding, we can either support clients if they are wanting to go on a journey to discover a diet that works for them. But actually, what you can see from all these different ones is there are general principles that you can take out that will apply to everybody. 
right. about all of them. And that's what we want to help people get to. And actually, the most clients that we're dealing with know they need to drink enough water. They need to eat five fruit and vegetables at least every day. They know they need to exercise, but we don't. So that's the point where the coaching element comes in. It's behavior, habit change is what we do. And actually, I do find with my clients, it's more of the life coaching that takes the time before we even get to the nutrition. Nutrition goes alongside it, but it's definitely about those other factors in life that are having an impact on why they're not exercising, why they can't sustain a fitness routine. Yeah, yeah. Why can't they eat healthy food? Why are they choosing unhealthy food? Is it wrapped up in a career that they're unhappy in, a home environment that doesn't serve them, a having no joy or spirituality in their life, having difficulties in their relationship? It's all those things. And actually, we call them primary food. We, we say that that almost feeds you more than the physical food that's on your plate. How lovely. What a great uh, terminology. I'd never heard of that. There's a lovely um, phrase that you can eat as much kale as you like, but if you're unhappy in your relationship or your career or your finances are causing you stress, you're never going to feel healthy and well. So good. And I mean, I love the concept of health coaching. I think probably I became more aware of it maybe when I, so I trained in psychology and I, a lot of that is around behavior change and the thoughts and feelings we have about why we do and don't say and do things and when I then heard about health coaching so I was like this is amazing this is like behavior change in action is that fair to say is that what it is yeah definitely that behavior change we'll touch on it later but the way that I see this working with other modalities and it is for some of our health coaches are are working with other um, healthcare practitioners but one of our missions from the association is to get a health coach in every GP practice oh no let's talk about that now okay. <laughs> That's just brilliant. Tell us about that. So let's say you're having, um, let's talk about mental illness, wellness, fitness. You want to use whatever terminology you want to use. Let's say you are feeling mentally drained, exhausted. You don't have anyone to turn to. You are upset. You're unable to make decisions. You're, you feel like you're in a breakdown. The first place most people I would imagine would turn to is their GP. You'd go to your GP and you'd be asking for help in a 10 minute appointment, trying to describe what is going on mentally for you and what is causing you problems. I am under no, no doubt that a GP would want to do delve much deeper and get to the root cause of what is causing that person. But the person is going there because they need immediate help. And if they were being fobbed off with, well, I can't help you right now. We have to book a half an hour appointment that they wouldn't feel anything from that. Yeah. So what happens quite a lot, and I'm happy to be corrected if someone wants to, but what happens quite a lot is perhaps antidepressants would be described. The person coming to the GP wants the help. And this is a resource that the GP has available that they can give them that will help them. To start it's a with. quick fix solution for them, isn't it? It's easier. It is, definitely. What I'd love to see is the GP saying, well, I'm going to give you a low dose, perhaps, of this antidepressant. Obviously, that's not right for everyone. There's a place for antidepressants. Mm. But perhaps let's start with a low dose and rebook you to come back and see me in a month's time. But in the meantime, why don't you go and see my health coach? Yes. Who can delve a bit deeper into what is causing the mental issues how to start implementing some changes and it could be as simple as introducing a gratitude practice into their day it could be drinking more water it could be getting an early night's sleep it could be as simple as that but the gp doesn't have time to delve into a whole health history of what yeah. is going on in their life day to day yeah. and an hour appointment with a health coach or even a half an hour appointment with a health coach could give them a couple of steps 
that they could move forward with easy sustainable changes they could make immediately to start moving them in the right direction alongside the antidepressants well I was just going to add to that as well you know I don't I think you and I've had this conversation before around antidepressants and what they're where they're places in the world. I've been on them before. Like that's my, comp- I'm honest about that around my cancer journey and the, the feelings I experienced as a result of all that. And they definitely had a place for me and they definitely have a place for other people. I also know for me, I could come off them quite quick, relatively quickly because I had all sorts of behavioral stuff in place to support myself too. So imagine if I didn't have that, or imagine if people don't know that they can turn to that, which are behaviors. Some of them are fully ingrained and some of them are small tweaks, right? If you're saying that's partly what you can help with. I suppose on that line, if you don't mind me going down it, what? how do you differentiate from a few certain people that I imagine we could get confused with? So one of them could be a therapist, I guess, because the antidepressant on the mental wellness idea, you know, how do we distinguish between what a health coach does and what a therapist might do? And then also how do we, distinguish between what a nutritionist um, or a dietitian and a health coach might do either or both of them would be really useful I think to know I'd love to talk about both because in the last year I've pulled on both of those really um, modalities for myself so in terms of therapy and counseling you know we can have all these tools in place but life goes on right and life throws curveballs at you and you can have whatever tools you want but they're still going to come your way these tools will help you manage those times in life but sometimes you might need to go what I found my therapist it was going back over years of why I am the way I am today the childhood background the aspects of my personality that I hadn't figured out Mm. actually I'll tell you what pushed me into seeing a therapist this is being very open and honest it was two weeks or maybe a week into lockdown down I was decorating my kitchen randomly because I think I was slightly anxious and I didn't know what else to do with my hands I had to, something to do I had to do a makeover <laughs> it was. and I was in the kitchen and I was listening to some of my training listening to it back certain elements of it and I got this sudden realization that there's an issue in my relationship that I haven't addressed and every month this brings a gut feeling that I was having that I need to address and I'm an empath and if you know about empaths you have a very strong gut feeling it can come out very physically in you so I was getting this gut feeling every month there's an issue in my relationship that I need to address and it suddenly hit me like a brick wall that I'm I'm never gonna feel happier and healthier unless I address this issue this gut issue that's reoccurring every month that makes me not want to eat might make me want to emotionally eat might make me not want to do exercise might make me go very introverted make make me less patient with my children and I addressed it and it was then that I started seeking help from a therapist right and that changed definitely changed my life I wouldn't have got through lockdown last year without having that wow to understand myself better to communicate better with my partner to address these issues was definitely I needed and actually it wasn't fair for me to say that I need to address these issues in relationship by my husband changing so that's the difference with the therapist I think a a health coach and any coach would move you forward and help you set goals and give you tools and strategies but a therapist would and again I'm happy to be corrected but a therapist would um, help you understand why you're making decisions help you understand yourself better understand where those that mindset comes from um, so that's what I experienced in terms of nutritionists no I'm working with a nutritional therapist as we speak I am currently doing an elimination diet 
Wow. And it's <laughs> really hard. I'm doing this because of my eczema. Right. I talked about before. So the situation with my eczema is sometimes clears up and sometimes doesn't. There is some digestive issue that's going on. And I've got so far down the line now that I can't address it by myself. I mm. need support and accountability from someone else who can do testing, who can support me with supplementation. And that is what she's providing for me so I go to my nutritional therapist I explain my health history I go through all my symptoms and she came comes up with a plan and it's like a five-page plan great she sends me loads of resources loads of recipe plans amazing but then I have to actually do it I have to actually eliminate (laughs) all this stuff that doesn't do it I know (laughs) I'm like what I have to do that and actually I hadn't even realized how much of my eating is wrapped up in habits like if my husband and I have a night together, we might share a bag of crisps. At certain times of my cycle, I really crave bread. Right, yes. Carbs, you know, white starchy carbs. I will snack on the kids' food if there's leftovers in between my meals or while I'm cooking. Started and doing actually, that with I, the baby weaning. That's like... Already, yeah. What do they call it? The, uh, the mum's canapes, cold yeah. fish fingers and chips. <laughs> mum's canapes. I love that. So actually, I am now changing habits that I hadn't even noticed that I'd got into. And actually, if she had just handed me this six-page suggestions of how I need to address what's going on, I wouldn't have been able to do it by myself. Even I found it overwhelming. I immediately slipped into what I would tell my clients is, don't think about what you can eliminate. Think about what you can eat. Oh, yeah. Think about all the goodness that you're fueling yourself with. All this whole food, this is nourishing your body. Think about the long-term goal of how much better you're going to feel once we get to the bottom of this. I lost all of that. My immediate reaction was, oh my goodness, I can't eat this, I can't eat that. What can I eat? Panic, stress, even though I know this stuff already. No, yeah, that, I was going to say that's what makes it harder, doesn't it? You're like, I know this stuff. I'm all, I almost should be perfect at this, and yet I don't. But it makes you human, surely. Definitely. And it definitely made us both realise how important this co-working relationship needs to be. When she's having clients, and a lot of her clients are weight loss, that takes a lot of behaviour change to develop a fitness routine that works, to eat food, to learn to listen to what food works for you. And I feel, really feel strongly about you need that behaviour change in between those sessions with the, ther- the nutritional therapist. Or if you're a nutritional therapist and you find that a client isn't responding to your suggestions, the health coach would delve deeper into why not. Perhaps they have a feeling of not wanting to let go of control. That could be an element of why. But that was what a health coach would have time to delve deeper into. That's so useful to know, isn't it? Because they sound like they can be very nicely a symbiotic relationship between a number of other types of well-being practitioners. It doesn't have to be you should only see a health coach and not another person, or you should only see that practitioner and not a health coach. It sounds like what you're saying is health coaching is really malleable to fit with and on top of other really you know, solid types of support as well. Definitely. I would say every single client I've had, apart from one, has already seen a therapist and then comes to see me every single one but one and that other person was seeking alternative therapies so I think that tells a lot as well that's amazing isn't it also knowing your ideal client like actually they're always people who've done xyz before they come and see me they're on a self-development journey but do you know where I'd like to get to with it is that you know often people are on a self-development journey because they've had some sort of breakdown and actually in years to come this should be hopefully a preventative solution um not a 
responsive to solution to people having breakdowns. I'd love to ask you about that really in, in years to come. Where do you see health coaching in particular going? So either the, the modalities it uses or the way that people can be supported with health coaching in the future? What, do you, what are your thoughts on that? Um, more so in the workplace, I think it's really important. I think particularly mental wellness in the workplace. I mean, obviously coming out of this pandemic, the mental illness, wellness, fitness space is huge. And for me, that is the starting block for working on anyone's fitness, physical health and nutrition. You have, if you're not in the right mindset, you're never going to exercise, you're never going to eat well because you won't be in the mental safety. So you have to start with that first. So that is the place we need to start. And again, it shouldn't take a mental breakdown. Yeah. We want people to learn the, these tools that work for them. And hopefully people have been able to learn what tools are working for them during this process because during this pandemic because it's been quieter there's not been as much pressure on us socially so I hope people have learned some tools and strategies but also some people are at breaking point and they don't even know where to start thinking about what tools are working for them because they have to put themselves behind their families their work and their you know other people's health that they're trying to hold together so in the future we're seeing a massive emergence in digital health apps mm-hmm. and that is somewhere the ambassador as ambassadors we want to go into and talk about you know again it's okay to have these apps that these fitness apps and these uh, nutrition apps that record your calories but actually if you're not tackling the behavior change and having someone hold you accountable even habit trackers you know you still have to engage with them and it's that bit that is the hardest bit is engaging with the app it's just what I was I know and I was just thinking this around this is the funny the uh, guidance that I usually say to clients around it's all very well you know when we might go downloadable how to do this in your business you know we might download all the freebies we we want but the reason why people then pay for more support and they pay for things like my coaching is because you we don't often do those things or we can't apply them to ourselves and our situation and and what you're saying really speaks to that doesn't it like I have all the apps but I don't open them so what's that saying and this is why coaching a person coaching you is transformative whether it's life coaching business coaching health coaching it's transformative and if you're a coach and you haven't invested in your own coach I would be asking why because (laughs) how can you expect your clients to want to to believe in what you're doing and to believe that they can get a transformation if you haven't experienced that for yourself so true I mean you know I'm a massive advocate of that as well so yeah do you think in terms of where we were going with the apps and sort of the future of health coaching where do you see health coaching sitting in the coaching industry itself because I mean there's one whole discussion about how the coaching industry grows and develops and becomes something that can grow with integrity but where does health coaching sit within that I think health coaches could still support business coaches and life coaches (laughs) I think there's a place for us everywhere you know it's all very well running a business but if you're not doing it gently and you're not it's not aligning with your own health and it's causing your health to deteriorate then we definitely don't want that if you're practicing life coaching but you're not able to live by what you're saying that you're trying to teach your clients I think that's a really good element. I think health coaching encompasses so many different things, but there is another side to health coaching that I hope you don't mind me delving into is that lots of people, we've talked about this on your podcast before, that there's lots of people saying they're coaches and they're not necessarily qualified in coaching. 
Right. Or they could be delving into a bit out of their scope of practice. So, for example, in health coaching, we see a lot of trauma and people have experienced a lot of trauma. And actually, I know I'm not trained in trauma coaching and so I would be very happy to direct someone we're also in danger particularly in health and wellness coaching of and I've seen this already particularly in the network marketing space is anyone just calling themselves a health and wellness coach right because they sell health and wellness products and that is a a real misconception as well about what health and wellness coaches do we're not selling products we're selling a service for you to help guide you and it's not about what a coach gains from it it's about what is there for the client what it can do for the client that's a really good way of putting it isn't it it's not about what you gain as the facilitator it's about what you're giving and and providing what do you think can be done to I mean support change adjust that in particularly in the health coaching industry area well in my ambassador role that's something that we're addressing we are addressing that as an association by becoming a recognized professional body with Mm. standards that our members have to adhere to in order to be a health and wellness coach Mm. we are promoting what health and wellness coaching is through talks like this and that's exactly why we've got this ambassador team we are asking for collaborations we are asking for affiliate memberships from gps from other modalities from other health and wellness practitioners to join us the other there's another aspect actually is companies saying they have health coaches so i know certainly um my husband's job there is a company that's outsourced to do their wellness and employee um, wellness who say they have on hand specially trained health coaches but actually they're not not one person in the health coaching UK health coach community knows how these health coaches are specially trained and when you look at the advertisement of what jobs they're advertising for it's not for a professionally trained health coach and that's the difference right the the professionally trained but also you said it right at the start with the ambassadorship you're you help people who are going to be affiliated and did you say accredited trained have the qualifications so that's what you're showing when somebody is a member that's where they've come from it's not just I think I'll call myself a coach it's I've had this a certain level of expertise and qualification to to be this you have to have your valid insurance certificate approved by the association you have to have your certification from your school approved it has to be from an approved school before you can even be a member which sounds a little bit off-putting no perhaps but actually if we're going to be a recognized professional body that's what we have to do there's also an interesting new job title new opportunities really not in the health and wellness coaching that we know of that that we've been trained to deliver and it's certainly not paid in the same way can you say what it is they're recruiting for health coaches they're calling they health are. coaches but yeah. they are on a very low salary and they might go through a few weeks of training not a year or months or certificated or qualified training or being short wow how would somebody know what to look for if they're looking for a health coach What should they look for, in your opinion? All of those things. You should look for their professional credentials on their website. They should have their insurance available, their scope of practice on their website. As a UK-recognised health coach, you should have you have to have your scope of practice available. Just clarify what you mean by that. So, what you are trained to in your school. So, health coaches often are trained in other modalities. Some are trained in functional medicine as well. Some are yoga teachers. Some are nutritional therapists. So we want 
to know that the health coaches, if you want to know the health coach you're working with, you want to know what their scope of practice is, what level they're able to support you. And actually, when I do my initial consultations, that's what I'm looking for when I'm chatting to this client. Am I the right health coach to be supporting them with these needs? For example, if someone was coming to me looking for support with menopause, I have a rough understanding of it and an outline of it, but I wouldn't feel comfortable supporting someone one-to-one. But there are health coaches that specialise in that, so I'd be really happy to point them in that direction. By going on the UK Health Coach Association website, you can find all the members' profiles there, so you know that you're getting someone that is trained and professional and insured brilliant and we can put we can put the notes um for how people can find the ambassadorship and um the website in our show notes as well just as we're rounding off vicky i think it's useful to know whether you you know might have potential clients listening to this or other people in the coaching industry what do you think people in general or those particular groups might be skeptical of around health coaching that you can help dispel? I think a lot of my clients perhaps initially come to me thinking I am going to give them a fitness regime, send them to a gym. A lot of people come with weight loss thinking it's about that. Right. They might think I would give them tons of recipe plans and tell them to cut out alcohol and stop drinking coffee (laughs) and you have to be vegan. (laughs) or plant-based and actually it's about none of those things I wouldn't give someone it's out of my scope of practice to provide a recipe plan is I'm not a personal trainer so I wouldn't suggest a personal fitness routine for anybody so those are things that people come initially thinking that I will do but what I will do is help them find a fitness regime that will work for them fitness routine that fits into their life that isn't just joining a gym for the next two weeks going gun ho and then losing motivation something that's going to work long term I'm all about the long term sustainable changes that fit into your life that feel easy that feel gentle and I'm not going to say to someone you can't drink coffee or alcohol ever again because that's not long term that's not sustainable if someone really enjoys their coffee then telling them sorry you shouldn't drink coffee anymore it's not sustainable oh I love that (laughs) you should never drink again someone telling someone you can't eat chocolate I I just wouldn't do that um it wouldn't be in my interest but I would help you see things that you want to do in a way that feels gentle and kind to you and along that way you might find that you no longer crave a glass of wine every time you finish work to deal with your stress that you might find satisfaction from doing a meditation practice rather than emotionally eating right you might find that you automatically add more plant-based meals into your diet without saying that you're vegan and I think people are skeptical that it actually works and I guess it's hard to show that unless you've been in it and seen someone transform or you've been transformed Mm -hmm. I had a client just today who finished working with me in November and I just sent a message to catch up about how he's doing and how's life and the comment back was I've never felt more physically fit and happy mentally I still use my health coaching tools every single day and I now know that even though I'm not fully where I want to be I know that I can get there and I know what I need to do to make the changes now and actually we're going to have he's just about to go through a big life change so we will be once that's sort of passed we will catch up again and make sure that he can implement the next bit of the tools or keep them going he's moving house so what a message to receive I know I'm going to share that later today on my um, social media because it that just makes my heart sing that's exactly what I'm doing this is someone who also quit smoking without any help just quit smoking just like that wow now running 5k's at the 10k's at the weekend just for fun who does hit workouts who does meditation who had never done yoga and took part in a yoga 
promotional video while we were together you know I see these transformations happen and it does really work but I think people are skeptical and it's not so well known here yet it is in America but it's not right. so well known yet and again I think people feel that they can only invest in themselves in these sort of things when something has happened when right. there's been trauma when there's been breakdown and actually I'd love to see in the next 10 years people doing this for preventative health and that's a really nice message you don't have to be broken to invest positively in yourself and I would second and third the idea that coaching in particular we are you know looking to help people move forward aren't we and we're looking often to build on a foundation of goodness so actually if somebody comes even wanting to just improve she says inverted commas that's still amazing isn't it it doesn't have to be I've had this difficult negative thing happen it's I want to keep going I want to keep getting better Vicky, thank you. Where can people find you if they want to hear more from you and about your journey with health coaching and how you support people? So um, they can find me on Instagram at Victoria Aubrey Health Coaching. On my website, I will be doing, I do have blog posts that talk about health coaching as a career. If anyone is interested in looking at it, that talks about the ambassadorship, what health coach actually does and blog posts to keep you updated and Please subscribe to the newsletter as well for monthly tips and advice, not tips, but lots of advice Um, and about my journey as well. I guess the the space that I'm most open and honest in is probably my newsletter. So that's the place to find out the journey that I'm on. You'll also find there my programs um, from working with people individually, one to one. And I hadn't touched on it too much, but I'm most passionate about working with clients on a six month program because, and actually this is quite different to other health coaches, even though most of us are trained to deliver a six-month program lots of people find that commitment huge you know I'm making an investment in myself for six months I don't even know what I'm going to be doing in six months but that is where I see the most transformative lifelong lasting change and that is what I am particularly passionate about is making changes that last for a long time inevitably you will have a dip in motivation you will have a week where you'll feel really stressed where your sleep might go off, where you might have Christmas in between and want to eat everything or where you might have a holiday eventually, (laughs) hopefully. And so it's through those times that I love working with people through that to get them almost back on track. But I don't want to use the term falling off the wagon because they never fall back to where they were when we first started. And that tends to happen around the three month mark, which is why the six month program is my signature program. It's almost though that's the kind of breakthrough moment, isn't it? It's like the dip, I'm sure for lots of that journey is, okay, I'm really going to make this at the end now, we're like running the marathon. And this is why I don't like these sort of 30 day programs, these, you know, necessarily these fitness challenges and stuff, or this cleanse for 30 days or this 90 day plan because there will always be this dip in motivation that is life we're gonna have that and we don't want you to go back to the way I want you to make sustainable lifelong change so you will feel happier and healthier for life beautiful and like you said with the testimonial the person that you contacted that was months and months ago that you ended your work together and they're still feeling the impact that really shows lifelong change doesn't it I think what I haven't touched on there as well, that it's not only impacted him, but his partner as well, massively. I've forgotten almost to share how much of a ripple effect this has on other people without you even working with that other person. 
just has a transformative effect which is the other great thing about it and actually you can't describe that in the investment that you're making how much of an impact it's going to have on the rest of your family and the other people in your life too seeing you make these changes is just magnetizing oh it's beautiful i love it thank you vicky so much for today i've learned a lot having known you for a while i've learned a lot more in this segment of interview thank you so much (laughs) Have, have a really nice rest of your day won't you and we'll see you soon Thanks for listening to this episode of Coaching Uncovered podcast with me, your host, Emily Hodge. To find more episodes, find me over on Instagram at gentle underscore life underscore mindful underscore business, where I share each episode as they're launched and hear your comments too. You can find the podcast on iTunes and Acast also. Have a great day.